Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Lunch in a ducal palace is a simple affair. Merely three courses of meats, cheeses, and a fine fish broth. Frugal by the expectations of most landed gentry, and yet a rare treat for the dragon friends, newly accustomed as they are to the benefits of their station. You eat quickly, each regaining two hit dice worth of health points. And then dinner is finished with a small... Banknote was like fucking on death's door this whole time, (laughs) and nobody did anything. Wait, did you get... Are you level two now and you get more hit points? Yeah, uh, he's yes. rested because you've all had lunch. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. A small bell um, tinkles as a door opens, revealing the return of one Lacroix Pomplemousse. Uh, hello, my most jukey jukes. Uh, so good to see you have rested. Did you enjoy the lunch? Very much so. Adequate. Very much from you. Adequate. Adequate from you. Fish soup is kind of a bit of a gross. Okay, I will make a little mental note of that to not serve Monsieur Fish Soup anymore. And for you, Mr. Uh, Bagnon. Lacroix, you've done you've outdone yourself again. Perfect as always. I love what you do with the food. Can I just say this tapestry has caught fire? Okay. That is so wonderful and puzzling to hear. <laughs> uh, Lacroix, first order of dukey business. Uh-huh. Um, I wish uh, Crawford to be appointed new fire captain uh, <clears throat> of the city. And he shall uh, fill up his beak with water and pour it over the city until the fire goes out. Mm, I'm immensely unqualified. <laughs> with the greatest of respect... Uh, available to me currently. Usually you say that before you give me backhanded compliment, but go on. You are so good. Yes. <laughs> At so many things. Mm, big time. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just wonder your third, your, your one third of a duke, if um, given yesterday's events where you almost burnt down the money quarter, giving... Uh, uh, excuse me? Pardon? When we, I, we weren't even there. No. It us. Certainly I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't there. Ah, Bobby Pancakes, Mr. Pancakes, the tiny man with the pancake. <laughs> I did not see you come in. Look, uh, as you wish, and I will make the appropriate hat for the bird. <laughs> <laughs> because the bird has big beaks yeah, no, that fill yeah, with water yeah, yeah. better than any other bird becoming fire captain, I that's for sure. Nobody's disputing the quality of the bird. <laughs> It is, I, it is an, you say, an impossibility, but I will do this for that is my job to do these impossibilities as your flights of fancy do take you. Uh, and I have done such a wonder, let me tell you, downstairs in the basement that you would not believe. <laughs> all day, all night, he has been ranting. Not all day, all night, it is the same day. Well, 
me. Figure of speech. Wow, that really that internal monologue I just want you to know is really outside. <laughs> you, I can we can hear everything you're saying. I'm sorry, I'm very tired. Uh he has been painting, creating non-stop, calling for more inks and canvases. Uh, his hunger for such things cannot Ooh. be abated. Uh, this but is not, strictly speaking, my job, so I was wondering. Uh, uh, <laughs> this is true. A day ago, I was the Duke, and it was fine. <laughs> it's so funny how that happens. <laughs> LaCroix, look, uh, with the permission of the Dukes, I would like you to set up a meeting with the finest art dealer in the entire town of Daggerford. Bring them to us now, and we will show them the painting and get a good pretty penny for it. The finest art dealer of a town of 500 of mostly farmers and kind of caravan guards. Yes. Well, then go to Water Deep, man, and go. get a bigger art dealer. It's a three. Find me it is the a largest water. It is a three-day ride, but if you request it, I will go to Water Deep and get. find you an art dealer returning in six days' time. <laughs> If that is that what you request. But if you would prefer, I can find somebody appropriate. But I am happy to go. <laughs> Wait. No, Wait. if Are you leave now, and then by the time you come back, the world will be over or over the next day. It'll be one of those two things. So no, <laughs> send, send one of your underlings, someone less, like a stable boy or a stable girl, someone who's stable. <laughs> There must be, there must be somebody. <laughs> there must be somebody in all of uh, Daggerford who can appraise art and maybe. There are, it. they are just not very good. Yeah, and also all their houses are burning down That's right true. now. That's true. The money quarter is. I will home. send, yeah. I will send Buttonsley, the stable boy. Buttonsley. Buttonsley. <laughs> oh, cool. It is six days return trip. You will not see him this season. <laughs> but he goes. Lacroix, me wish you not be distracted from the main task at hand, finding a hat for the pelican. Uh, of course, of course. Come, uh, come with me down to the basement and I will show you the wonders that I have wrought with such limited budget. Please. Okay. So Art as we, show. As we wander down, uh, Banknote's going to strike up a conversation with Crawford the pelican. Um, Why did you bring him back? I like it. Uh, Crawford, <laughs> as the fire chief. Could you tell me if any other civilians have died or perished in the fire? I'll tell you a fact. It's a good thing that we've got access to the river. Otherwise, people would keep dying. As it is, I've got plenty of water and it keeps them all alive. <laughs> Interesting. Very well done, Crawford. Thank you for your service to this city. You I'm an unnecessary addition to this story. <laughs> Don't be so hard on yourself. I reckon give him a medal. You want a medal? <laughs> yes, I would like a medal <laughs> very much. Okay. Um, uh, LaCroix? Okay. Uh, yes? Uh, you know how you fought I overheard I will get a medal for the bird. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Okay, dragon uh, huddle. Wait, no, just one quick How many sub-meetings are we going to have? Very quickly, Crawford. Did you say you were putting water on that fire to put y it out? Yes. From the river? Because my understanding... <laughs> Is that that particular alchemic fire that sort of <laughs> And did you say that there's a river that people are jumping into? I have just remembered six more people died when we started using the water. Thank it you. used up the rest of the alchemical fire from the desk, but I guess that's 90 experience points, whatever that is. Thank you so much. <laughs> Sorry, Dragon Huddle. Oh, Dragon Huddle. I was just going to say... It's a very short walk. You know, obviously, 
Obviously, we just pull pull a little away from um, banknote. Yeah. Obviously, there's a vacancy in the Dragon Friends, and you know I, I like banknote, but this Crawford. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's he got, got real potential. He's quality. got potential. There's wow. something about him. Me just want to hear from him more. Yeah, you know right. what I mean? It is a dead heat for me. Yeah. Dead heat. Yeah, obviously we got to solve this end of the world thing. But next on agenda, definitely. Who going to fill that spot? Maybe a talent quest of some description. Oh. Maybe we make them do an obstacle course or oh, solve a oh. riddle. Something similar like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Personal essay. Personal essay. <laughs> Love that. A variety of tasks. Okay, cool, cool. Cool, cool. Uh, but Archo? by that time, you have made your way down into the basement. And LaCroix has worked wonders, as he said. Uh, three squalid cells. One of them has been re- turned into quite a modest but comfortable, cozy even, um, artist's studio. Digs. There is a bed. There is a little sort of folding screen with a modesty curtain. There is um, a little entertaining area, a small breakfast nook. And there is a small gallery space with empty canvases, paints, inks, pigments, and a stand, an easel. And hard at work with his back to you, ignoring you. The shackles now gone from his wrists. Some colour in his cheeks is the figure of Thomas Smedley painting furiously uh, and obscuring the painting that he's working on. And he's just muttering to himself, like he's not really engaging. He's, just, he's completely in the zone. Step aside, Smedley, what have you been working on? It's, first of all, it's it's Smedley. <laughs> all right, Smedley. Well, it, it, he, 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 doesn't, he doesn't respond at all. He just, he just keeps painting. What if I pick him up and take three steps backwards? He paints the air where... Uh, what can we see? Well, as you actually pick him up and move him to the side, you notice beside him um, another canvas cast to the ground, almost as if he was done with it. The moment he was done with it, he sort of was completely, he abandoned and threw it to the ground. What looks to be like a beautiful portrait um, tossed Ooh. aside. Who's oh. on it? And me? It, no, it is not of, of me. No, it is also not Would of you. Would it fucking kill it to be of me? <laughs> ben Jenkins? <laughs> No, it used to be on television. (laughs) (laughs) Done some stuff for ABC. Overlooked once again for the Archibald. Um, No, so it is a beautiful tall canvas in the Gothic style and it shows a wrought iron gate open and unbarred and in the threshold of that gate you see a figure, um, almost elfin in their clean, harsh features, a pair of lovers in bridal... That's not a portrait. Sorry. (laughs) A pair of lovers in bridal cloth entwined, frozen mid-waltz, and with his skill as an artist, even though the image itself is frozen in time, you can see an unnatural stillness in them as if they are locked in their embrace, and beyond them you see a dark road through a dark, rocky night towards further small features in the distance. Just to defend Dave, you weren't talking about the actual art, you were talking about... The aspect was, ratio. <laughs> whether it was like upways or yeah, sideways. I was, yeah. yeah, I was talking about the aspect ratio. Yes. <laughs> it's portrait as opposed to landscape. Yeah. correct. So in the painting, it's as if the lovers were not moving. Yes. And in fact, he, <laughs> he has signed it. He has signed it um, and he has signed it with the name Thomas Smedley, The Lover's Gate. Wait, isn't the Lover's Gate already open? Though? We're done yeah. with that yeah. gate. So what's the next one? What's the one? Well, Show us the said, next one, there, Smedley. There is a canvas that he's drawing that he's been painting on as well. Yeah, so what's that? Can I see, Dave, from the before we move on? 
the, no, the painting with the lovers. Is there anything about the landscape that I recognize from the landscape we've been traveling through? Great question. It's a portrait. <laughs> it's... <laughs> the landscape For is... the last time, Edith. <laughs> the landscape both seems familiar and unfamiliar. It is dark. It is I night. Hope that helps. It's a rocky road um, leading across a moonlit marshmallows, peanuts. Sorry, um, Dave's gonna fucking snap. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking come here every fucking month. Um, Heading towards a moonlit shore and with mist um, wrapping around itself, and as I said, points of light in the distance. It is a trail that leads into the darkness itself, Mm. but it is not yet enough landscape. For you to recognise okay. Although it pulls and stirs Particularly at you Bobby This landscape stirs something primordial Forgotten in your mind Ooh. And at that point You notice mm. all of you As you see The sort of um, Trapped figure of Smedley As he tries to paint in the air itself Held aloft by Filge, you can see for the first time the canvas that he is working on, and it is a rough work. Already the signs of a genius artist are unmistakable, but the picture is half-formed. Instead, you can see what looks like the beginning of a chiselled and polished stone gate, locked and barred, with filigree symbols of white wood trees across it that seem to be on fire. Smoke billowing around the edges, he has already signed it that the work itself is not finished as Thomas Smedley, The Burning Gate. And what colour is the fire? The fire it seems to be normal fire. Normal fire. Not weird green fire. Yeah, it's white wood. As I said, it's a copse of white wood trees on Burning. fire. And he's still just painting in the air, by the way. Well, if I know this area around Degaford, um, that seems to me like that might be the ghost light wood. Or what about the blight wood? Ah, oh, dang. What about the Boner Hills? <laughs> <laughs> How erect are these trees? Uh, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put him back on his canvas in case there's anything else he wants to to paint on it. He continues to draw, and in fact, it seems like he hasn't missed a beat. So, are there any large sheeps or anything in the horizon? <laughs> you cannot see the, the symbol of a merino, average-sized or otherwise. Well, it'd be hard to tell because you could. It could be a, a normal-sized merino. Or yeah, problem. That's what happened when you approach the big merino. You're driving and you're going, that sheep is just... We're not, we're not arriving there yet. I don't understand it. And then you go, oh, God, actually. It's an enormous sheep. <laughs> Smedley looks at you and he says, so fucking tired. <laughs> Good masters, what do you think of poor Tom's work? It's it, very it, nice, very good paint work. Do you paint from your mind's eye or is this a place... Uh, Nearby. An excellent question, half man. Where does Please Tom- just stop calling me that. <laughs> also, like, I get it. Half I'm man, sure. poor Tom sees. Half man, half what? I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> he sees and he paints. He sees from the dream, the dream that was once his, the dream that was to be his final moment, but was denied him. But I bought the shoes and everything, and they wouldn't let me take them back. These terrible secrets, these beautiful nightmares. Poor Tom sees what he can and he transcribes to paper what he must. Mm. What size were they? 
I'm sorry, what? <laughs> the shoes! I'm, we I'm wearing them well, now. Well, what size are you? Because you're, you're seven, mostly indoors now. Seven and a half. I'm, I'm sort of an eight. Do you think I could fit into them? Uh, maybe, yeah. Would you... What can I? What, what kind of thing? Are we, oh, those are nice. Yeah, Look. no, I thought because I thought I was gonna be the herald. Yeah, the they're boy. very fancy. Would you? Uh, uh, yes. The the ghost light wood. What, uh, yes. What's the predominant species of tree? Uh, white wood. Mm. <laughs> now, if I recognize words. <laughs> Uh, Whitewood was the kind in the painting, I believe, which he labelled. That's why I know it's a word. <laughs> Not because I saw it. Brilliant, Backshield. Brilliant. <laughs> I never would have thought uh, of that. You'll make a dragon friend yet. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. It's more of a political cartoon than yeah. a painting when you because everything's labelled. Anyway. LaCroix, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, see that the carriage is uh, strapped up, I want to say. Carriage is strapped up. Buckled in. You know when you put the horse and you attach it to the carriage. What are you talking about? Ready we the need carriage. to go to the ghost white wood. We ride for the ghost light wood. Ghost but, light wood. but of course. And he claps his hands twice and some of his footmen scurry away. And at that point, you hear bells ringing. And he goes, ah, a guest. A what? A, a guest? At our very door? <laughs> yes. Well, answer it, LaCroix. Ah, yeah, sorry. I've just been so busy arranging carriages, getting your vagrant, all of the things that he likes. Um, How the I, pelican hat coming along. I made along. a sort of Airbnb. Yeah. Uh, the pelican hat, the finest haberdashers in all of Waterdeep uh, are doing something different because I don't think that's what haberdashers <laughs> do. Milliners was the thing I was thinking No, milliners of. are wigs. No, no, no. Uh, milliners are hats. Make hats. Wiggers make wigs. <laughs> Anyway, I'm on it. Quit boasting and answer the door, LaCroix. He does. And then... He, he, <laughs> so, so, are some of you going to go with him to the door? Me. Uh, yeah, let's split. Why yeah, don't, let's why go. Don't... Let's go to the door. Yeah. Uh, and as you go, yeah, he, he pulls a hand. He says, half man do not leave. There is still so much to tell you. Wait, just... I wasn't LaCroix says voice. that? No, no. Was that Tom. Smedley or LaCroix? That was Smedley. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> I was just trying out a voice. <laughs> <laughs> so, Filge and Bobby stay with Smedley and Baston and Banknote go to the door sure. with LaCroix. Okay, great. Baston and Banknote go up to the to the door and we'll start with you. So, you quickly make your way upstairs and as you do, two footmen open the doors to the Great Hall and inside walks the figure of Commander of the Town Watch, Percival Boggins. Ah, Duke LaCroix, I have uh, an edict to hand you... No, 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 no. Who is it? It's he hasn't. He's never seen Baston. That's right. He's never and seen he Baston. doesn't know Bobby. And I'm in the. And Bobby says. He, he, says. he just does Bank recognize note. Lion Shield banknote. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Boggins, <laughs> we meet again. How did you escape that fire that we didn't start? <laughs> the fire, uh, the death toll of which sadly rises by the. Another two confirmed dead, your dukeness. Oh, there has been experience points. <laughs> there has been a mistake. I'm sorry. I am so happy to announce that I am unburdened of my responsibility to be the duke. Uh, I, I just have a cause and effect question. Okay. Just say some of these people who died yes. had kids. No. Okay. Just, okay. Go, go, go. Move along. Sorry. <laughs> um... <laughs> Just leaving that hate crime <laughs> hanging in the air. Boggins doesn't quite know what to do, and he hands LaCroix the, the edict. But LaCroix is like, there's this mis I am no, it's, I'm sorry, uh, Percival, I, uh, 
I have how you say, rescinded my duties, my charter is filled. This is your new lord. And he gestures to Baston. Well, I don't have the coin on me, but my friends, it'd be, I'm the boss. I have taken a statement from a witness of the fire. Here. And he hands you the edict. LaCroix, as the acting duke, I don't touch things. <laughs> Take my it. dukiness, it's fine. I'll read it for you. Ah, uh, yes, banknote. My <laughs> uh, m- magician will do it. <laughs> I've never been so insulted in my life. <laughs> um, well, so I guess taking on that uh, persona, he goes, Ha 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 please, uh, look into my eyes as I read this. T- oh, I'm so sorry. Percival, I'm, I'm truly sorry. Can you read this? Of, co- of, co- of course I can. Um, uh, what what does it say? I can't. I mean, it's all the way over there. I can't read it. I have very poor eyesight, I've decided suddenly. I Look, I didn't... It just... This says Why that... Why are you bullying this poor man? It says here that you've got... You've, you, you've, you, you're under arrest, it says. What? This Wait, says that... I'm under arrest? No, no, no. You? Be Listen. clear, man. It didn't even say that. It says he has the glimmering. Yeah, it says, but it says arrest. Can you read? <laughs> I'll tell you what. I spent too many semesters not going to class at university not to be able to read. Uh, no, no, I thought, I thought it, it said does. arrest this man because he's got the glimmering. Arrest the arrest man, he has the glimmering. Oh, so, right, right. so, so, so what are you going to do? Both things. I, it's not my call, uh, but uh, Percival, do you know why that one... Do you know why the person... Who wrote this? Who wrote this note? Oh well, of course it was a it was a very regal lord who wrote that note, and I think he may have been uh, Lord William Ascot. Confused, uh, uh, <laughs> Lacroix. Uh, you know what? I think I should probably just take this and go. Look, <laughs> why don't you come in? Uh, we just—I'm sure there's some leftovers from lunch. There was a lovely cheese course and then a meat course. Sure. That's the kind of life we live in here. Can I, can I just... Uh, so Baston wouldn't know that it was Bobby in disguise who wrote the note. No, he wouldn't. So only Banknote would only know. Only Banknote knows. Yeah. So you have just seen uh, an edict that says I, the bearer of this note has the glimmering and must and be arrested. And it's written, you recognise, in Bobby Pancake's right. handwriting. And I don't feel confident arresting someone his without eyes with the coin. Hearts. So I'm like, come on in. I want to show you some new. We just set up a studio downstairs. You're going to love it. Uh, I feel like this probably needs a check. The Duke, <laughs> the Duke is... LaCroix, back me up here. Uh, yes. <laughs> is or is not the Duke downstairs? Uh, yes, the Duke is got downstairs. LaCroix wouldn't lie. He's French. <laughs> come on. Come on. Uh, look of like course, yes. No, if that is your wish, I and will. And as you wander downstairs, we cut downstairs. And Smedley is hard at work. And he says, you see, just as in my dreams, every time I pass into that beautiful dream, I see them clear as day. Tell us something new. <laughs> I feel like I've been giving you a lot of new information. <laughs> really? How do you come into this dream? Is it normal sleep style or something else? We're talking opium here? Yeah. uh, Any dreams. It's all roads lead to the glimmering dream. Hmm. If I pass out, I can see such visions. Such visions I could show you. Show us. (laughs) You said there was so much to tell. Do tell. Well, I'm painting. Well, what's on the painting? Look at it. We look at the All painting. Right, we look at the, the painting. Board, can I do it? I'm going to do an arcana check on the painting. You're going to do an arcana check. I'm going to do an investigation check. 
Yeah. Filch. Yeah. Can I? Yeah, I, yes, you can. I'm checking for canners. Yeah, all right. Make a... Yep, yep. Make a little check. You rolled a five. Yeah. Which becomes a four. <laughs> the painting is magical <gasps> and it shows you what your heart desires. Oh, big burger. <laughs> Good one. Filch wants a big burger right after lunch. Yeah, that fish soup was not filling. <laughs> Needed more carbs. <laughs> Wait, is this real? That it shows you her heart's desire? No. No. All right. Oh, okay. Do your check. Do your, do your check. Do your investigation. Uh, yeah, that's a 15. So he's got a 15 investigation on the... Okay, you look at it and you see that the painting, as I said, white, w- white wood trees, a copse of white wood trees burning, a gate that seems to be locked... And but another thing that you notice is that the paints and pigments um, have a kind of powerful opiate in them. These are the paints that he's requested, obviously, the ones that he's familiar with. Um, and it seems like in strong enough quantities <gasps> that they would induce a trance-like state. Where Let's lick some paints, baby! <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get in the mind of the thing. <laughs> I'll do it. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Before you do that, where? Uh, where did you send LaCroix to get these paints? Uh, where did LaCroix send out for these paints? From the Perfumers Tinctures and Pigments Guild. Oh. Ascot, Ascot's Guild, which still operates in Waterdeep. Uh, wasn't there a carriage being readied for us to go yeah. to the ward, though? There is, yeah. It's still being readied. And at that point, um, the um, LaCroix arrives down and he's like, Well, I... Um, here is the Duke, as you requested, Mr. Baston, in your... Dukes! I present Inspector Boggins. He's mad. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a whisper or a yeah. stage whisper? Yeah, but like he, I, I think it, it would meant to be a whisper, but it comes out as he's mad. Um, I drop, I drop to the floor. <laughs> As is your learned response to his presence. No, because he, uh, he'll recognise me as the rug. You're also the duke. Yeah. <laughs> you keep forgetting you're the duke. <laughs> hey, uh, Boggins, meet your new flatmate, Smedley. You guys, I, I like usher him in. I pull Filge out. I grab one of the paintings. Uh, we're going to the woods. You, gra- to you grab the, which one of the, the paintings? The, wa- the one that he's working Do on. Do we want the paint though? Well, it's on the painting. Okay, great. No, we're we just going to go into the forest and lick a painting. We want him to keep painting. Yeah, we want him to keep painting so we, and we want to go to the woods. Okay, I'm just going to grab a tube of paint then. Okay, okay you, yeah, you grab a tube, tube of paint. Yeah, it's, uh, me and Bobby getting into the forest to lick paint. <laughs> <laughs> and Wait, not both of us should lick it. One of us should just have something else. Just to... <laughs> a controlled substance? <laughs> yeah. Thanks, not. I'll lick the paint. Oh. <laughs> and Boggins is like... Uh, well, why have you, uh, are you, you're going now? Hey, you're an inspector, right? Yeah. Try and get as much information out of this guy as possible. <laughs> we'll be back shortly. And you head off to... Yeah. All right. Um, so, are you all going? Waterboarding's fine. I heard it's not really torture. Anyway. <laughs> my friend Dick Cheney told me that. <laughs> After he shot me in the face while we were hunting. Hello. I'm a joke from probably 2006. <laughs> Yeah, between the prestige gear and your Dick Cheney gear, this is, this is real so fresh summer of 2006. <laughs> all right, so we take the carriage. We all go in the carriage. Everyone's coming. Yeah. 
All right, so you, you head off into the carriage and the the night is starting to get dark and you are all heading to the ghost It's no, 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 night time. Well, as I said, it's a, it's a few hours ride out of Daggerford, so it'll be night, start to get night time by the time you get to the ghost Yeah, light let's do it. What's the, uh, the, on this map, the, um, Yeah, the we scale. need a scale, Dave. Um, well, you didn't put a scale on the map? <laughs> I'm doing the best I can. Yeah, you're doing right, good. You make your way to the ghost light wood. Um, nobody's le- everybody just leaves Boggins in the house with LaCroix. No, we lock him in the, in the cage. <laughs> I mean, what? obviously. Yeah, it's a it. nice cage. We locked him in the nice cage. But what does he do? Oh. He's probably, they're probably <laughs> chatting. Yeah. He just said, oh. So you just kept quietly walk out, yeah. lock yeah. the doors, and head upstairs. Mm-hmm. I All very right. clearly said I pushed him in there and shut the door behind. <laughs> you did say that, yeah. And Boggins is there and he's kind of trying to make conversation. He's like, have you um, read any good books lately? Because uh, <laughs> I certainly have done that <laughs> with the ability that I possess to do so. Okay, <laughs> and clatter, 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 and as as I said, night begins to fall, and soon you find yourself riding into the ghostlight wood. What was once a mighty woods, but through sustained forestry, is now shrinking into a kind of small decorative woods, just by the um, the small outpost of vantage overlooking the lizard marshes at the very outskirts of your territory, as the Duke of Daggerford, and is as I said, it's a small woods of primarily white wood and soon the trail ends and you will need to disembark from your carriage and the route in the night is getting quite dark indeed. All right, let's unhitch the horses and take them with us though, I think. Oh. It's quite, it's the, um, Whitewood grows quite tight so you won't be able to ride a horse into it. In like oh, okay. a thatchy kind then of Then maybe uh, let's uh, tie thickets. up the carriage so it doesn't, so the horses don't Strong. We've got a driver, right? Yeah, you do. Oh, what's okay. his name? Who's Buttons or her work. name? Uh, no, uh, didn't we send him to... You said Buttons Lee? Oh, we sent Buttons Lee this to... This is Buttons Worth. Cool. Hello! <laughs> You're a likely lad. <laughs> uh, I'm nine years old. <laughs> but I can tell you're good with horses. Um, just hang here for a while. We'll... Uh... We'll do. <laughs> All right, well, let's... Uh, so we're looking for a stone gate. Yes? Look. Well, we got to lick this paint. we got to get in the <laughs> mindset of the artist. we got to do it. I want to do it. Should I do it? Because I feel like he keeps on telling me that I'm the one who has the connection. I'm All the right. one who's... He, All right. he keeps you talking about... Look, he's clearly talked about, like, Casilda. He's talked about um, the, C- the connection Carcosa? the planes. Carcosa. All right. Look, I, <laughs> I'm under no... Sometimes you got to eat some paint. <laughs> Um, or as Simon likes to think of it, wall candy. <laughs> Fortunately, I carry a toothbrush around with me, and so I put a, a dribble just of paint on the toothbrush, and I just start. Yes. I would. B- b- before you, before you ingest that paint that is undoubtedly quite poisonous, as as a sort of uh, alchemist type, would you like me to do a little bit of a check on it just to see if it's going to kill you? Hey, dude, I died in space already. <laughs> and with that, you just chow down. I'm going to brush my teeth with uh, the paint. He brushes it on. All right. Excellent. Okay. <laughs> Get up in those gums. Bobby, as, the, as I said, as the night begins dark, you take a torch that was hanging on the side and you find a small clearing in the woods. At that point, Bobby pulls out the tube, puts it on a toothbrush, and then eats it. <laughs> I brush it. I massage it into my teeth and gums with the toothbrush. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> um, Bobby... <laughs> The famously bioabsorbent teeth. 
<laughs> the, the gums, though. No, the gums, very, yeah. very much so. Bobby, your vision shrinks. Um, the edges of your vision, the darkness of the edges of your vision grow and grow as your vision shrinks down to a pinpoint. Okay, so he, he still could be dying, so don't get excited yep. now. <laughs> and then you catastrophically shit your pants. <laughs> Um, but also, you slump into ah, fish soup into a cross-legged <laughs> posture, um, and Bobby seems, as I said, he looks down in his in um, into deep into his chest, and suddenly his head jolts upright, and his mouth opens, and he speaks with a voice that is not his own. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And he says... My friends, children of the Dark Lady, tonight we begin our great work. Last night I entered the glimmering dream, and she, in her mercy, showed me the way. Again I walked down the hill and along that rocky shore, and I saw the lover's gate, but the lock was broken through, and she was so proud of us, my friends. And I was shown the second gate. It is our next trial, but we shall not let our lady down. For tonight, the Whitewood Cops will burn, and we will provide the means to open her second gate. And when that burning gate is open, but five gates will remain, locking us away from the moment of convergence when the city returns. But this time... When it returns, we shall bind it to this world, and this time her will will be done. But perhaps, my friends, I speak too freely, and Bobby tilts his head. For there is a quality here. I sense it. Uncertainty, fear, a stranger, A soul, perhaps not of our order, who glares in from the outside. Could it be Smedley? How did you find your way back here, friend? Be careful what doors you open. You never know what might come crawling through. And at that point, Bobby, your head snaps back and you vomit all over yourself. A dark and Icarus bile that pours down over your shirt. And he starts to vomit compulsively. You're ruining your shirt. (laughs) You snap back at that moment to consciousness. And the vial sort of falls down you into a puddle on the ground. So gross. And in that moment, you realize that you saw something. You were taken to a dark room, a basement, where you saw a figure of 12 figures in hoods standing around a central figure in a white robe. You couldn't see their face. Pancakes! That, 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 that voice! D- d- whose voice was it? I, I don't know. But we have to stop. And at that moment, you realize that the bile on the ground is growing and forming into a figure. 
Oh. Kill it! I, yeah, get out. I, I ready my, my maul. What? What? No, what? What do you mean, kill it? It's, it, it, we just met it. We can't. It's as large as serpentine and lithe, and it forms into the figure of a bodak. And at that moment, it attacks you, and we go into initiative order, which we already have. So, um, banknote, you go first. <laughs> so as I said, this is a dark. This is kind of a dark. <laughs> this is a dark, toxic figure. It has a sort of death mask on it, and it's covered in dripping ichor. And it's oh. like snake shaped. It's serpentine, but it's humanoid. So you would say that even though it is kind of a made out of goo and kind of it is mobile, it, 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 it is different to flubber. <laughs> it is both flubberesque, uh-huh. and yet it is uh, somehow more sinister. Sure. Is this like a flubber snake centaur? It's a, it's a slithe serpentine figure that looks like a human with a death mask, and it's made out of goo. And at that point, because you're all talking so much, no, it I attacks. Now, what are you gonna do? Oh, Dave, I've been waiting for this for three fucking episodes. Lion Shield Bagnote pulls out his very canonical antimatter rifle. Yes! <laughs> Handy! Oh, I'm just going to take a handful of dice, Dave. Now, talk us through how you managed to get this because. No, he got it because I told him he could take any items from DD Beyond. Well, that's on fucking you! <laughs> Make for me an attack roll. Um, I'm going to even be generous and say that you have proficiency in anti-matter rifles. So it's the armor class of 15. I do it here. Oh yeah, that's what he looks like. Uh, that's a 10 and a 6, so that's 16. Why are you rolling two dice? Because, uh, I wanted to. <laughs> it's an anti-matter rifle. So Alright, you're emptying the clip. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Alright, that gives you advantage. Guy. So, um, a 16 beats it and the Bodak takes 8d6 worth of damage. Yes! Eight. That's so many. Right. Uh, so that's five. Uh, three is eight. Uh, plus six is fourteen. Uh, yep. Plus two is sixteen. Plus four is twenty. Uh, plus six is twenty-six damage. All right. So it's not dead, uh, but it's reels back as oh, you fire at it with I've an incredible. Sorry. Oh, yep. Uh, five and three is eight, so it's uh, thirty-four. Thirty-four. It reels back in pain, but it is not dead as you fire your incredibly anachronistically anachronistic rifle at it. And the oh, next, I want to slash the shit out of my sword. Bam! What's the armor class? Uh, Fifteen. You duh, missed. Duh. No, I hit with one. You rolled a ten. What is? Yeah, I got plus eight. Four. Right. I got a magical longsword, bitch. Out my way. Ten damage. Slash, ten. slash. Don't forget, I got four attacks. Here I come again. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. <laughs> hit with one of those. Seven, another seven damage. All right. All right. Slash, 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 slash. Fifty up. <laughs> 51. All right, great. Uh, Bobby Pancakes, you're up next. You have disadvantage because you're poisoned and ill, but you're still here. Okay. Um, I'm going to use my Moon Touch sword. It's a short sword. Have you drawn this sword yet? No. So I you found this, this like two seasons ago. You found this sword last season, the beginning of the last season. So you pull it up and you've become attuned to it over the time that you've held it, but you've never drawn it to this point. At this point, you realize it is a plus two short sword, but it is also moon touched. And that means that as an action, you can oh, make shit. the moon's light shine from it. Uh, yeah, okay, I'll do that. For romance. So you are a werewolf. You are a lycanthrope. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so you... you <laughs> hey! In darkness. All right. You make it, you can attack with it this turn, but next turn you will turn into Robert Pancakes, your werewolf alter ego. Okay, yep. Um, so that's... 15. It's a one. Uno. It's a one. You drop the sword, but already the transformation is taking place. Okay. Next up is you, Filch. Um, I am furious that he made that... 
slippery little sucker made my friend vomit. Okay. Um, Are you going into a race? Yes, I am. All right. Congratulations. With advantage. Two attacks. Um, great. I'm, and I'm going to use my, my uh, vicious flail. Yep. Oh, that's a critical? That's double damage? I forget what to do. <laughs> Well, uh, are you going to roll the, that for me? Do you, I, do you want me to? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, so that is... Um, oh, my fa- oh, 1d8 plus 4. No, uh, yeah, one, so that's going to become 2d8 plus 8. So you do... Oh, okay. Uh, you do 14, nice. you do 22 points of damage. Hachi-machi, um, that goo boy's looking let's sad. Say, let's point out that that is almost as much as Hing did with a rifle that he bullied me into giving him. <laughs> The Bodak attacks next, and it looks at you, Baston, with his withering gaze. Make for me quickly a DC 13 constitution saving throw. Stop looking at me like that. I failed the test. You I take roll a four. 4d10. No, I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> Stop t- It's my body. Necrotic Stop it. damage. So you take five, um, 13, 22. You take 32 points of damage. Ouchie, wouchie. And then it slashes at you, Filge with its melee attack plus five to hit and what's your armor class because it rolls a 16 14. so that's going to hit you as well and it hits you for another eight points of damage okay it's quickly it's up to you against Mag Knight. Uh, I am going your rifle is now out of ammunition because you emptied it in the last round but perhaps forever well, you, you, no, 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 to be honest, uh, to be honest, Hing, you can reload it if you remembered it D&D Beyond to get ammunition for that oh. rifle. I have a bag of a thousand ball bearings. Can I just put, can I just jam them into it? Why don't you try? <laughs> ball bearings, antimatter, what's the difference? Right, you forgot uh, to get uh, ammo, didn't you? Uh, fucking yes. It's out of ammunition. Fuck. Uh, okay, okay. Well, well, that that'll be another quest for another day. Uh, how sickly looking is the? Is it's getting snake? quite damaged. I am going to then uh, run at it with uh, wearing the glove uh, I still have. Yep. Uh, and I'm going to try and grasp its neck and then shock it. Great, shock and grasp. Uh, so that is a uh, 9 plus 5 is 14. 14, it misses. Dang it. And the next up is you, Baston. Okay, I'm going to slash it with my longsword of Baston and Drew. Hits. One of them hits. Does uh, t- 10 damage. And then with my slashy scimitar of speed, two hits. And then it does seven, 17. Okay, and bearing the name sword of Sergei Indrirovich, Barovian-born Baston... Flenses the Bodak into pieces. The Ica falls to the ground, the grass corroded as it collapses back into goo, and the way is clear again. And you, again, for you, Frizo, that is a milestone. No. Sorry, for you, Lion Shield, that is a milestone that will get you to level three. <laughs> oh, they're just giving away levels now. Good work. So am, I, am I a werewolf now? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I suppose you are now for the rest of the night Robert Pancakes, werewolf, and jazz aficionado. Oh, man, I threw up on myself. <laughs> like, what? One of you was a werewolf the whole time? What the? Who are you people? What's going on here? And now you can see further into the woods um, what seems to be figures in the distance. <gasps> My keen smell... 
leads me to believe there's figures in the distance. You do have keen sister spells, so make for me quickly a perception check. Um, yeah, okay, you also, um, pancakes with your incredible, you with your incredible, Increased smell, you smell that there are four humanoid figures just beyond this copse of woods. Copse? Tr- trees? Copse? Yep. Yeah, that's right. Cope? No. Cops. You were so, you Back yourself. Yeah, you were right. Yeah. Copes? Come on, no. Copes. Copes. Dave, believe in yourself. What, do we ever doubt you? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where you got all this self-negativity from. And beyond that copse of woods, you can, you can smell that there are four figures. Okay. Um, so okay. Can, maybe 40 feet away. Let's sneak up on them. Yeah. Let's surround them. And I sort of motion um, for the, the, the crew to sort of circle around. Like, those two go on the, around to the left, and we'll, Baston and I will go to the right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pincer, pincer movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, everybody who's, who's being part of this, who's sneaking into vision, make for me a stealth check. Tell me if anybody gets underneath 13. Nope. I got a six. Oh, no, it's 13 plus 2. It's 15. I'm good. Um, okay, cool. And I will actually give you advantage because Bobby is, has already told you that there's something there. Right. 18, so you're, you're fine You'll sneak um, through the tree line And you can see four figures And they're standing at a crude altar of stones and wood that they have assembled And you see that they are pulling out of barrels and crates These four figures in dark robes With hoods ex- um, covering their faces s- s- Rows and rows of small tall bottles with a green tarry fluid oh, in them that no. you recognise as alchemist's fire. And they're, are they like the dudes from the dream that I didn't see? Um, <laughs> well, that's an interesting question, Baston. But Bobby Pancakes, uh, you recognise these uh, figures that are dressed similarly to the dream that you saw. But all of you recognise that in the chest of their robes, they have an embroidered knot um, of not with nine points, a gnarled knot that you have seen again and, and again and, and again. And, and, and they are putting these vials. They are pour. They are open. They're not opening them, but they are placing clusters of these small vials at the foot of large white tree oaks that are all around. And how well how well lit is it? One of them is holding a torch. It's only one of them. So, so when they put low, down, low light. put down uh, the 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 alchemist fire and they go to the next spot. It, that area is shrouded in darkness. That's correct. But they've already seeded about. 12 trees. Um, would, would you call it a dragon huddle? Can we do one of those? <laughs> I think we're all... It's so just a huddle, so but fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, then. Uh, just a you huddle. have to earn a dragon huddle. <laughs> just, a, just a quick huddle. Um, do we think that we want to set fire to this or not? We no, don't we don't. To. We need to. This s- will open the gate. Yeah, it's like a connection. <laughs> Wait, uh, so no fire? No, we're sure on fire, no fire. Fire bag. We're just going like. Okay, because at level three, I do get something called a flamethrower turret. No, 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 no. Uh, you get a flamethrower turret, dude. It's it, it's fucking real. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get to pick a turret, an arcane turret. I can have a, a flamethrower one, a force ballista, or a defender, like a little minion to summon. Oh, like a, like a little ambulatory, like in Team Fortress. You have yeah. like a little turret gun. Yeah, I guess I would name... Like a, like a Roomba. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and this time, Dave, my minion is going to respect me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, so while you've been walking, ignoring you, out of a small pouch... Um, Banknote has been assembling things out of a sort of crude metallic Meccano set and he constructs a little thing and and while you're talking he takes a small jeweler's wrench and he tightens a lug nut and two bejeweled sapphire eyes blink open and Eden, 
why don't you play his new familiar? <laughs> why am I here? Oh, God, the pain of living. <laughs> um, hey, I don't know if this is too... I've got a name for the, the thing I just thought of. Oh, yeah? yeah? What do you guys reckon of Bushu D2? <laughs> Does that change the voice? Bushu D2. Um... Um, <laughs> the pen of living. <laughs> Hello there. I made you out of twigs and also a Meccano set. But what? Why? Why would you give life to this hideous form? What is my possible purpose? Well, uh, don't. Whatever you do, don't set fire to those things over there. But my hands are on fire. I appear to be a moving flame-throwing Roomba of you're, some kind. <laughs> you're new to this world. You'll need to learn to, to, to control your powers. So just go set fire to those ones, over the, not this stuff. Go over that way and set fire to that stuff over there. No, what are you no pointing fire. at? Don't no fire. Away, away, away no. from the vials. Why would you create him to do nothing? <laughs> I'm just, because maybe it'll be a distraction. Maybe they'll run towards the fight. They're going to know. That it's get, they're gonna know that fire's dangerous. They'll be like, oh, it's happening. We'll go over there to check that out. And while they're doing that, they'll run towards the fire. The okay, all right, great. Fire. So, 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 Bushu D2 scurries off into the forest. Um, what are the rest of you going to do? Um, Bobby, Robert's gonna start in the, in the shadows grabbing the um, alchemist. Make fire. for me a stealth check. <laughs> yeah, me too, me too. Big but enough. Stealthier. All right, great. Um, so oh wait, I got pretty. Good. Do I still have the same sort of um, stealth that I have? Yeah, yeah, no. A, so you, you okay. both, you, you both start. You, cl- you clean up half the trees each. You clean up three trees each. I'm gonna bamf up to one of the um, hooded figures and slit their throat. Gotta get below ninety six. Right, it's 42. 42. So you bamf up in <laughs> behind the figures. I want to real quiet. Who? <laughs> Make for me an attack with advantage. Yay! Ah, that's, that's, a, that's a critical crit- hit. Critical. Fuck you, roll. Hit your 20 nice. Star. Nice. Nice. As you gather up as many um, of the small vials as you can, and you, you put about 10 vials each in your pockets, Filge holds onto this small amulet of the Black Stull, bamps up behind one of the four cultists, and then incredibly violently slits his throat and he falls to the ground. The other three have not noticed yet, but they will notice very soon. So you Can I put on his his hood? <laughs> Absolutely. Great. So you scurry you scurry into the into the clothes. Yeah. Um you do uh, you pull the, the the outfit off and you recognize a face that you've seen already. It is the face of Eddiewick, one of the two uh, sergeants <gasps> that was working for Percival Boggins, the head of the watch. The other three have not noticed you. You have a second one act if you want. And I've been very generous because you have stripped a corpse and put its robe on. It's very tight. It's like it's like a fucking Michael Hill one Asian <laughs> t-shirt. It's just very snug. Um, um, I'm just going to go up to Eddie and go, oh, g- uh, give me... He's dead on the ground. You killed him. Yeah, he's oh, Eddie's dead. dead. Yeah, yeah, you slit oh, his throat, dude. So I d- Okay, well, I'm going to go up to one of the other guys. Oh, slit his throat? Yeah, why not? I was, <laughs> I was gonna talk to him, but that's a much better idea. Make another attack. Do I get advantage on this one as well? Yes, he hasn't seen you. 
Oh. oh. That's advantage with a nine. Your attack bonus is pl- plus. You don't. You, okay, so it's not your magic flail. So it's only plus five. 14 is enough because they're not wearing armor. So you get behind him and he screams in pain. He's not dead, but arterial blood gushes from his neck and the three of them spin around and we go into combat, I guess. So again, you're the first one up. Who, uh, how many people are left? Just one guy. Just three, but one of them is half dead. All right. Um, Banknote is going to do a running charge and try and uh, shocking grasp one of these dudes again. Great, make an attack. Uh, so that is on to four. Nope. Best on. So there's two guys. Can I? Can I? It's three guys and one's half. One spouting a How many blood. do you think I could kill in a round? Show me. Okay. Um, Spinning bird. So yeah, I'm just gonna go in. I'm gonna. I mean, uh, I'm gonna kill. Are they two close together? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna attack them both at the same time. Great. One with right. each hand. Okay, so I'll attack one guy first. Neither of those hit. Wait, what's their armor class? Only twelve. Yeah, fucking hit with both losers. Pew pew. Um, I do uh, 12 damage to one, and the other guy, I come in with my other hand, I hit with both, and a 20, 20 full, 20, 10, yeah, thank you, come on, guys. Which is double. Yeah, so I do 10, I do 14. You decapitate one of the cultists, the other one is in incredible pain, two of them are now very wounded, and at that point a werewolf bursts through the trees. Yep, um, so I'm going to do a, a dual attack, uh, a biting attack and a claw attack. Sneak attack as well, because they haven't seen you yet. So was that with them? Um, oh, it's a 20! Alright. Don't even roll. Robert Pancakes dives through the tree line, ripping one of their necks open. Only one of them is left alive, and he turns around and screams in pain, and he says, it is the will of the lady. We will not be forgotten, and he stabs, slashes at you. Banknote, but misses, and it's Banknote, it's your turn. Uh, I'm going to... He's, he's quite injured, right? Yes. I think I'm... Well, because I'm good. Um, <laughs> and he's suffering, Dave. And I, and the, and Who the, do you think is watching? Probably Dave, I imagine. Stupid snitch Dave. And uh, back, back, back note is going to just peer over him and look into his eyes and be like, sleep now. And then um, freeze ray his eyes. You know what I, I mean? thought you were... You know, when you said like, sleep sh- now, sh- I thought sh- you were going to cost now. the non-violent spell sleep. <laughs> but you're going to cost... Is you're going to cost option? the cold damage violent spell... Heck of a way to go, I reckon. I mean, Ray of Frost. Yeah, cast Ray of Frost. Just cast look, it. Imagine the last thing you see before the last thing you see before cast you die is just some cool shades. Um, that's a seventeen. All right, so, so you hit. say, "Yep, all right." Let me. I'll roll it for you. He, you say, Zap. "Sleep now," and he looks intensely into the eyes of the cultist, and his sunglasses suddenly flip their pneumatic shields, and then he a burst of undistilled necrotic frost goes through his eyeballs which instantly harden, freeze and shatter in his eyes shards entering his brain and he screams for his mother as his last thought is one of pure unbridled terror as his world is no more and at that point you have killed the last of the cultists before they could ignite the alchemist's fire at the base of the trees congratulations yes Save the world, save the point world. Of, point of order, Dave. A cultist, that's probably more than a commoner, I imagine. That is correct. XP. No, that's correct. They're 100 XP each, so you, that is enough to get you to level 
four? No, 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 no. I, 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 no, I have, I have two hundred more to go. Oh, no. sorry, sorry, no, no. You're right. You're right. I'm, I'm, so I'm four-sixths of the way you're there. Only, yeah, yes. He's so also going to split that XP yeah. four ways. You know, he gets hundred from that. Yeah, you're right. Who, who the fuck would do that? that it, it is, it is, it spent, is on. I spent a long time getting to level seven. Right, you're not going to waltz in here. Yeah. And just boom, level four. No, it's, in one but it's. Session. Like, I just want you to know, it what? is, it is in your best interest for me to be more okay. powerful. Don't okay? tell me. At this point, while you are arguing. Bushu D2 scuttles in and he goes, I have performed my primary function. <laughs> and behind him you look and you see a fire burning through the white wood trees that you have created as a diversion. And at that moment, in a moment of beautiful clarity, Robert Pancakes, you pull from a backpack, the portrait that you had taken from the dungeons of Castle Daggerford. And you all, by the light of the burning white wood, glare at the portrait. And though half finished, you can see with a terrible clarity that a change has already been wrought somehow on this painting. For what was once a closed and barred and locked gate is now open with burning white wood trees (laughs) all around it. For the second of seven gates have been opened in five days. The Dark Lady shall rise and on the side of the celestial convergence a dark and terrible future that shall rip this world asunder will again be made manifest and the dragon friends have little in their way they're willing or indeed let's be honest their ability to stop such a dark and terrible future for this is their prophecy this is their skill set they are bad at their jobs to find out what happens next tune in to the next episode of dragon friends thank you The Dragon Friends are Alex Lee, Eden Lacey, Simon Griner and me, Michael Hick. Their Dungeon Master is Dave, Dungeon Dave Harmon, with voices from a man with at least three voices, Ben Jenkins. Tom Carty does our music, Shakira Khan designs our website, and this episode was recorded at the Giant Dwarf Theatre in Redfern, Australia, and is edited, mixed and fixed by Hugh Guest. See you next time. Bye. 